Thank you for joining Sumter Chapel's weekly podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and speaks life to your spirit. As always, we pray that this podcast will further God's kingdom by seeing one more made new. Now, let's get started with today's message. Everyone gives their life for something. We give our lives for something. As people, we naturally sacrifice something in us causes us to want to give our lives for something now it could be something that just benefits us that that we give our lives to things that benefit us but we could give our lives to things that benefit others a lot of times we see this we see this from all kinds of people people with no faith people with faith that people are giving their lives to things maybe it's a, um, a career a calling of some sort that there's this this career this calling for me to work this job or fight for these people that sort of a thing maybe a loved one that is a family member or someone you love a person you love and you're willing to give yourself to sacrifice for that person maybe an ideal there may be a cause we see this in the younger generation today it's fantastic to see people take up causes to say we're going to fight poverty we're going to fight human trafficking we're going to rid the earth of pollution these are not bad things these are great things they're causes that people will give their lives to people will give everything they have to help fight for so the idea of giving our lives giving all we have is really a part of us as people and I, I think we still see it best in our culture today in the family. I, I think we see it best in the examples of parents who give themselves for their children, for their child, for their children. I, you know, I, I, it's not that, there's still a lot of difficulty in parenting. There's still a lot of times where we could look at our parents, even our own parents or uh, someone else's parents and, and say they did something wrong or they really weren't, being a great parent or they didn't really live up to what we would hope is the ideal of parenting and all that may be true but but I guarantee even even if we pointed to the what someone would classify as a bad parent I bet somewhere along the line they've given themselves to help their child I bet somewhere in that process maybe maybe not every case but most parents today still in our culture and our culture still values parents that give themselves fully for their kids they give up their known preferences right i mean we should know this as parents you start to like uh, cartoons and kids music or maybe not like it but that's what you're watching all the time you're giving up your stuff give up time all sorts of time money energy the stress that parents take on on behalf of their kids the battles they fight for their kids I think, I mean, we even hate on parents today because of how much they're giving for their kids. We talk about maybe the entitlement or the spoiled nature of kids because of their parents. But are are we that surprised that parents would go to whatever length they could to make sure their kid had a life that the parent thinks is best for them? That's a part of giving ourselves for others. And our chapter this week in 2 Timothy chapter 4, I hope you've been reading it, or reading along and and if you didn't read it this past week leading up to today read it once more today and 
and then we'll get into a new chapter for a new series next week, but this chapter from Scripture actually calls us to give our lives with a very specific purpose in mind. The series we've been in, What Up Fam?, We've been taking principles from 2 Timothy and apply. And this principle today, that we should pour ourselves out for others so that they might know the gospel, is the last one we'll hit on. That we should pour ourselves out for others so that they might know the gospel. So we're going to read verses 1 through 8 from chapter 4. Um, because the end of chapter 4 is, is mostly how most letters are ended, so a lot of greetings and final words and such. But the last kind of significant chunk of teaching that Paul does in this letter is right here at the beginning, chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. This is what it says. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. That's what Paul's urging Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when they will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Let's pray. Lord, impress on us the need to give ourselves to the sharing of the gospel, the good news, your words. Impress on us this calling to pour ourselves out in this way for others, even if it costs us, costs us comfort, if there's awkwardness in doing it, or even if it costs us, unfortunately, a relationship because someone rejects the truth or rejects your words to them. We know it's difficult to give ourselves, to sacrifice ourselves, to pour ourselves out for others so we ask you to impress on us the need for it and then to give us the strength to do it and it's in the name of Jesus we pray amen we see here that Paul reminds Timothy of one of the greatest callings we have in pouring ourselves out the sharing or the preaching of God's word the gospel to others even if it's difficult now this was specifically written to Timothy, who's pastoring a group of people in Ephesus. So I get that. There's language here where Paul is specifically talking to Timothy. Yet, these words, these inspired words in these letters were written down, and now we read them today 
and look to God to speak to us today because the truth is still applicable to us today about this. That, the, that last week we looked at how it's important that God's word becomes our source of strength. That we implant his word deeply into who we are in our hearts that, that it might become our source of strength in times of need or difficulty or challenge or overcoming. But this week, we find out that it's also our calling. The calling that we have to work at telling others the good news, it says in verse 5. To work at telling others the good news. To preach the word of God in season and out of season, some translations say. This one says whether it's favorable or not. <laughs> Patiently correcting, rebuking, and encouraging. This is not easy. The passage acknowledges that. It's not easy. It's not easy to pour ourselves out for others. Just in the language itself, we know that. When you sacrifice, it's not easy. And, and you're going to sacrifice to work at telling the good news, to share the word of God with others. What God has to say is true about the world, about their life, about who he designed them to be. It's going to cost you something. It could just be comfort. It could just be that it's uncomfortable. It could be that you might put on the line a relationship you have with someone, that they need to hear the truth that an intervention is required in a sense, but they need to know what God has to say is true. And you don't do it in a harsh way or difficult way. See, I've, I've had to learn this. this it, it really comes about by practice. That you do it awkwardly the first time or two or a handful of times, and then you learn how do I, you, you learn how do you, how do you take what God says is true to me and then share it with other people in love because of their best interest because you're out for their best interest because you know that if they get a hold of what God says is true that their lives will be transformed like yours and, and so you, you learn to share God's love his good news the truth of the gospel which does say I'm a sinner, I'm, I, I'm in a mess, I've chosen the wrong path and I need God to save me, to get me on to a new path, a new life, the correct path, who he designed me to be. How do I, how do I share this truth in love? Not using God's word, you know, Bible thumping to beat people down or beat them over the head. Or not, not using God's word as a, as a weapon in that sense towards people, maybe as a weapon towards lies, towards Satan. Scripture calls itself that, but not towards people. You, the, it's not about whether you love the person. It's about the sharing of this good news. You're called to love the person no matter how they respond to the gospel. But you're called to pour yourself out for them through the sharing of the gospel. In your actions, for sure, there's a quote and I think it's by St. Francis of Assisi, but it talks about you share the gospel and use words if necessary. It's a good quote, but ultimately it falls short that, yes, actions are important. We need to make sure our actions line up with our words. 
but we're even going to fail in our action, God has to say is true. It's crucial that we share with our words what God has to say is true. The gospel, the good news, that even though there's a difficult path in front of the person as they respond to the gospel, because a response to the gospel means dying to themselves, so even though it means acknowledging my sin and my mess and that I need a savior and that I need to die to these things that I used to believe were true and relearn what it means to be human, what, what I was really designed for, what, what it means to be a child of God. On the, the good news, it's good news because there's hope, because there is life, because they haven't realized they've been living in death. They've thought they were living in life, but really they were living in darkness and in death, and now they have eyes to see and ears to hear and they can see the light for the first time and it's good news because there's hope there's hope in the midst of the difficulty and i had to get over my own difficulty my own nervousness awkwardness discomfort with sharing the word of god directly with others and part of it was realizing that it was my call not as a pastor just as a person as a believer it was my call on my life that Jesus was placing on my life and on yours, that I pour myself out for the sake of others through the sharing of his word. What he has to say is true. Through the good news, working at sharing the good news with others. You're pouring yourself out. You're pouring your life out. You're giving yourself to something. Are you giving yourself to others? Are you pouring your life out for them? And are you doing it so that they might know what God has to say? That they might know the truth of what God has to say about them, how much he loves them, his plans for them, his desires for them? Are, are you willing to pour yourself out to give of yourself, to make yourself uncomfortable, to sacrifice, to potentially be persecuted, and for people to say evil things about you, maybe go after your reputation. Are you willing to pour yourself out because you believe what God has to say, because you have faith and believe what God has to say, and you believe that it's the best for everyone else too, that, that, that God's best for them is found and what he has to say is true? That you love them so much that you're willing to die to yourself, your own needs, to pour yourself out for them so that they might know that truth. I mean, maybe you have exactly what they need and they don't know it. Paul says here at the end of this chapter that a crown of righteousness awaits him because he's poured himself out in this way. This is the way Jesus poured him, himself out. He, he incarnated, he, he was incarnate. He showed up in our situation, stepped into our situation in order to show us and tell us who God was, really. That's how Jesus lived. It's how Paul then lived. It's how he called Timothy to live, and I have no doubt Timothy did, even though we don't have letters from Timothy to prove it like we do Paul. And it's what he's calling you to do. To pour yourself out for others 
And Paul says there's a crown of righteousness waiting as a reward, not just for him, not just for him. He says, for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. To all of us who are looking for Christ's return, are looking to see people transformed and saved before Christ comes back. We, we're called to give ourselves away for the gospel. You are called to give yourself away from the gospel. And the greatest example of this we had was Jesus in his death and resurrection. And so we'll celebrate in a minute communion together, his body broken and his blood shed. But then it's sharing that with others. Are you willing to share that, this story of the gospel, this good news that God has not forgotten us in the midst of our mess and sin and rebellion, but actually was so willing to repair that relationship that he came to us when we couldn't get to him. He conquered death and sin, overcame it, and now offers us new life if we will die to ourselves. It, it's good news. Will you share it with others? Will you pour yourself out, sacrifice yourself for others that they might hear this gospel and begin to believe it and to begin to be transformed as you're being transformed. The last truth in this series for you from 2 Timothy, pour yourself out for others for the sake of the gospel.